Hey everyone, this is John. Just some advance warning. We did not censor this episode with Shireen. If you happen to be in a place where you cannot listen to an uncensored episode, now would be a great time to stop this podcast and listen to something a little more family-friendly. But of course, when you get the time to do so, you should definitely listen to this because, again, this is the Shireen Podcast. Enjoy! Okay, welcome to part two of the Shireen interview. I've decided since we've gone so far, or we're going to go so far off the rails and not talk about Survivor in almost any way, Andy does not deserve to be here. This is strictly me and Shireen. We're going to bro down. So welcome back, Shireen. Not that you left. (laughs) (laughs) And... Let's get started with our totally unrelated to Survivor questions. Uh, First of all, a very astute observer noted that on your LinkedIn profile, and this Mm -hmm. definitely wasn't me that went and found this while researching for this interview, Mm -hmm. but you have a stint at a place called TMI Town. (laughs) I have so many thoughts on what this might be, but I want to hear from you what it is. Yeah. So TMI Town was a startup that I did in between Google and Yahoo with a very good friend of mine who was a software engineer at Google. Um, Back when we were both at Google together, he was living with his fiance at the time. And, you know, they would go to the bathroom with the door open. And one day he walks by the bathroom, like while she was taking a shit, and he saw her wiping her butt while she was standing up. (laughs) And so he comes to work the next day and he's like, you will not believe what I saw. And I was horrible. I was like, are you kidding me? How do you even do that? What are the mechanics of wiping your butt while standing up? And through lots of discussion and then through Googling, um, we found out that there are actually two ways to wipe your butt. You can wipe your butt while sitting, as he clearly does and I clearly do, or you can wipe your butt while standing. But moreover, we found out that like, most people don't know that there are two ways to do it. Like you're firmly in one camp or the other for the most part. And we found like Reddit threads about it and random <laughs> internet posts about it. But like there was no quantified data that nobody actually said like this percentage of people do it this way, this percentage of the other way. And this is how the idea for TMI town was born. We thought a place kind of like Reddit where you can, you know, just talk about anything at all. No holds barred TMI. Mm-hmm which for people who don't know, it stands for too much information, but we're going to do it all as polls and it'll be totally anonymous. And if we can start collecting like demographic information about people, like we know, you know, like that you're a woman or a man or how well educated you are, all these different things about you, where in the country you live, then we can start like giving you really interesting analysis about like Midwesterners wife standing up. Correct. And so actually like, so, so we started, so like years later, I left Google. I like traveled the world for a little bit. I like went to a couple different startups. I started coding again. Eventually we started, we were like, Hey, let's just fucking do it. So we did TMI town. First question, inaugural question that we posted is how do you wipe your butt sitting or standing? And we learned that it's like almost 50, 50. It's actually like 60, 40, 60% of people wipe their butt sitting down. 40% of people wipe their butt standing out, standing up. Um, both sides are, horrified by the other way of doing it and um what else oh yeah more men stand more women sit and we think it's because women are more comfortable like because women wipe when they pee as well like they're more comfortable putting their hand you know into the toilet bowl and you're not touching the water like 
but we, we're comfortable knowing that you can put your hand in there without touching the water. Um, and obviously when you sit, you get more spread so you can be cleaner about wiping your butt. But the other correlation that we found was that actually like people who enjoy the bathroom, people who enjoy spending time in there, who read in there, who use their phones in there, those people are sitters. People who just want to be like one and done in and out, those guys are standers. So we started this website. We had all kinds of fascinating information like that. Like one, one question that was like a, uh, you know, huge divide was when you're in a public bathroom, do you use your hand or your foot to flush the toilet? And men always use their hand what? and women use their foot. I'm yeah. a foot guy. Um, I'm, I must be very feminine. Yeah. And that one was like, it was like 90, 10, like, like, uh, like 90% of women use their foot. 10% of women use their hand and, and like vice versa on the men's side. Um, and then the, the other fascinating thing that I learned from TMI town. Oh, and the great thing about TMI town also is that like people ask questions that you wouldn't even know to ask. Like I wouldn't have even known to ask, how do you wipe your butt? Right. <laughs> right. Um, and so like, and the, so one of the questions that somebody put out there that I learned people do is like, People masturbate at their bathrooms at work. <laughs> well, so yeah, so so it's crazy. So like for that question, we had a bunch of different answer options. So one of the answer options was no, never. That's gross. And one was like uh, I used to, but not anymore. One was like only one time when I really needed to, or whatever. Uh, and then one was like oh, occasionally. And then one was like yeah, no big deal. I do it. And I like I don't remember what the percentage breakdown was, but I think it was something like it was like close to twenty percent of people have at least done it once. See, and then I'd want I'd want to delve further. Then I'd want to know, okay, when? Like, is it right? Is it like what occurring time of day? in the morning? Yeah, right. is it a morning thing? You like you just had your breakfast, gotta rub yeah. that thing out before you get right. back to work. You know. So most people who do it were in the category of either like used to but don't anymore, or like or one time kind of thing. But like the, and then the majority of people who've ever done it were men. Um, but there were a few women who had, and granted, the sample set for TMI town was incredibly small. Like at our peak, I think we had like, we, we always had under a thousand people responding to it. The majority of those people were in Silicon Valley. So it was more reflective of like our experience, but this was like, it was just an alpha. It was basically a prototype that we coded up that a working prototype. And then we had like a launch party and everything to see what the reception was. And, it was very, it was very much like, I don't know if you know the podcast, This American Life, but This American Life's yes. like average listenership is like, if you listen to the, the average listening time for This American Life is 50 minutes and it's a 60 minute podcast. And that's because if you listen to it, you are in for the whole thing. And so it was similar with TMI town where like some people way too TMI for them, didn't want to have anything to do with it. They were embarrassed to like even be there. Mm -hmm. But for the people who actually like got hooked and started answering questions, they were on there for like an hour per visit. It was like, <laughs> It was unbelievable. And so it was definitely, it definitely had viral potential, but ultimately we were unfunded and I was kind of running out of money and needed to get funding or get a job. And my partner wanted to continue doing it just as a side project. So we put it on hold and that's when I went and joined Yahoo. Um, and he ended up actually going and joining a different startup that's doing really well. Well, see, I'm so glad I asked that for many, many reasons. One because when I wrote that hype post about you, obviously I did not know these sorts of things. But have I had I known that, I'd have been like, oh, this is a lock. Like there's there's no contest. You so yeah. clearly deserve my adoration. Um, two is that I love that the like eureka moment for creating this 
came while watching someone wipe their ass. Like, yeah. you know, Newton had an apple drop from a tree and you and your friend had someone wiping their ass in front of you. Or I yeah. guess not in front well, of you. And that's, and then like, we can draw this back into survivor actually. Like up until that point, even when he told me that like he, that he and his fiance went to the bathroom with the door open, like peeing, I understand, but pooping, like pooping, I closed the door. And, oh, another question that was on TMI town was, you know, it was around like, do you pee in the shower? Do you pee in the ocean? Like, where do you pee? And like, Peeing in the shower, like a lot of people do, but there are also people who will pee in the shower. A ton of people will pee in the shower, even if they're showering with their partner. And like that for me, I hadn't gone quite that far. And it was, I mean, just like think like little nuggets like that, that aren't, and, th- and this is the great thing. Like there's no judgment here. Like I don't care. I'm just fascinated. It's just fascinating to learn about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Go in ahead. terms of pooping with the door open. So like I had never, ever done that until Survivor. So, um, like, yeah, it's by the time you get to Ponderosa, all the, like all of us who had gone that far together. And, uh, so I was never like this with the men really, but like I got to a point where like we were all sharing rooms with each other and stuff. Like I would poop with the door open while somebody else would come in and be doing their makeup and we'd be chatting like it was no big deal. And then we would swap, like I'd be in there doing my makeup while somebody else was pooping, like just <laughs> all, um, pretenses just out the window you're like you know what we shat in the ocean we picked our noses together we fucking like ate food like with sand all over it off the ground like just you poop with the door open i mean it's (laughs) bizarre it's still like it still blows my mind well the other thing that really made me like this this line of questioning is that the thing that prompted the starting of TMI town is actually something that I discussed with my friends in college. So I feel a bond with you now. (laughs) I actually had some friends of mine in college. Someone said, I think it's something like when you're standing there wiping your ass and someone's like, wait a minute, standing there. (laughs) And it just went off on this, you know, like I think 25 of us or so got involved. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. we got to take a poll here. Right. So yeah, damn, I could have been in your startup with you. I'm so disappointed. We should have gone to college together, except that I'm not as smart as you. Um, False. False. (laughs) Don't flatter me. I don't deserve it. Uh, So speaking of TMI, I wanted to ask you to give me an embarrassing story, as if you haven't already given me enough. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about pooping while people are doing their makeup. Oh, man. It's like all going to be out there. Okay. So the most embarrassing story I can think of. Um, Okay. So when I was in fourth grade, we had the – also, fun fact, I still remember my entire roll call from fourth grade. Of course you do. Of course I I you do. were the valedictorian of fourth grade. I probably was. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but no, so we had like an art project um, where it was like you would take a wire coat hanger and pull pantyhose over it and then like cut out like paper cutouts of like eyes and a face or whatever and like glue it onto the pantyhose and then you'd have like a wire coat hanger they have like a bank robber mask yeah like it yeah okay the pantyhose were like supposed to be skin colored right and like whatever that was the art project i can't even tell you why that was the art project because you had a clearly (laughs) demented art teacher yeah so we had to um get pantyhose and bring it into class everybody had to bring in their own pantyhose or like a whatever knee-high socks whatever it was but so i have immigrant parents for whom English is not their first language. And so I've always been really bad with like expressions and idioms, that kind of thing. And like 
certain words. Like I didn't even know how to say washer and dryer in English. I only knew how to say it in Farsi, which is lebas shui. But so with pantyhose, I went home, got pantyhose, went to school the next day. We all just like went and, you know, threw all of our pantyhose in the basket. And then when it was time for art later in the afternoon, like all the teacher starts like handing out the pantyhose and then she starts laughing and then like, and then in waves, like more and more laughter builds to the the point where – you then like I look up in the front of the class and she's holding up a pair of women's panties and she's like, who brought these? And everybody is laughing hysterically except for me. And so then I – this is the beginnings of my survivor career. I was like, oh, fit in, fit in, start laughing. And so I like laughed. It was, it was clearly too late though. Like, and so I started laughing with everybody else having no idea what the joke was. And it's because I thought pantyhose were panties and I just asked my mom for a pair of panties, like women's panties. So you made a panty face for your art project. Well, and then I think like I don't even remember what I did in terms of like I think there were enough pantyhose to go around anyway in spite of my blunder. And so I just grabbed somebody else's pantyhose and then every and then it was like a witch hunt for who brought in the panties, like who did that? <laughs> and I was like, not me, clearly. But some of the girls clearly knew it was me because I – waited before laughing yeah because the last person to laugh didn't get the joke yeah yeah (laughs) so speaking of weird or embarrassing experiences now that you've been on survivor i I mean i don't know what it's like where you are how big of a population watches survivor but you have to have had some weird interactions with fans excluding the fan on this side of the microphone so (laughs) give me your weirdest one What was my weirdest fan interaction? Um, I don't actually think I've – I can't think of anything like super weird. I would say I've had like – I've had really funny and cute ones. Like one time I was just like on a run in San Francisco and I stepped into the crosswalk. A car was going because it was a four-way stop intersection and a car was going and I was waiting for him to go but – I was still stepping into the crosswalk like preemptively Mm -hmm. and like as the car is passing through the crosswalk, he like screeches to a halt and I thought he was – and then he rolls down his window and I thought he was going to yell at me for stepping in the crosswalk too early, like he was going to hit me. And then instead, this like adorable gentleman like puts his car in park and like in the middle of an intersection, leans out the window. He's like, oh my God, Shireen from Survivor. I love you from the beginning. I loved you. And fuck Will. (laughs) (laughs) I like how that turns on a dime there. (laughs) And he was so cute. He like reached out his hand to grab my hand. And like he, oh my God. And that reminds me of another one, like last week. So I, um, before I leave, before I left for Survivor last time, and I'm doing it again this time, like I packed myself a goodie bag because you cannot trust other people to pack your ideal goodie bag for you. Mm-hmm. So I went to my favorite like chocolate shop and I bought all these amazing different kinds of chocolate. And, um, and in the chocolate shop, uh, it was Mother's Day and this like older woman was with her two daughters and she grabs me and she's like, oh, you're Shireen from Survivor. And then, you know, went through the the whole thing again. But then uh, she's explaining who I am to her daughters. Like, this girl, she's the super fan. She's the super fan from this season of Survivor. Oh, my God, now you have to watch it because you're meeting her. And then she actually started to cry <laughs> while explaining to her daughters, like, how I also went through a rough patch. <laughs> 
And she's like, I'm sorry. It's just it's Mother's Day. And my girl surprised me already. And now seeing you and knowing what you went through, she's like, this is the best day ever. And I just want to give you a hug. And you hugged her. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Of course. They're good people. I'm a softie. <laughs> I also, I'm a sympathetic crier also. If I see other people crying, then like I start getting teary eyed. It's really bad. Oh, don't ever get around Dawn then. I know. Dawn and I would be a mess. It'd be just waterworks. Even just thinking about Dawn makes me cry because I love her so much. She's the sweetest woman on the planet. She is. I saw from Twitter that she sent you some bread. Oh, the best. Yeah. I like Dawn. So more interactions. I want to know <laughs> your best hanging out and or drinking with Survivor stories. Oh, yeah. Obviously, it's going to involve Jen. Oh, of course. Because, uh, hey, girl, hey. Because A, Survivors, and B, drinking. Yeah. goes right to Jen. <laughs> Uh, so our premiere weekend, like almost our entire class cast flew out to L.A. to hang out. And um, Rodney brought all his boys out with him and they rented this like mega mansion in the Hollywood Hills. So that was that became our hangout spot. But so Malcolm was hanging out with us. And at one point I'm like or at one point people are like walking in from outside. and They're like, Ugh, Jen and Malcolm just won't shut up about Harry Potter right now. And I immediately perked up. I, was like, I need to be there. I need to be there right now. <laughs> so, so I run outside. I crash their little Harry Potter party and it turned into trivia night amongst the three of us, like drunkenly just asking the most obscure Harry Potter trivia, like in Professor Trelawney's class when they were reading the tea leaves, what was the, <laughs> you know, like sign of death that Harry got or, you know, something or maybe even more obscure than that, which obviously the answer was a grim um obviously and <laughs> and it's funny because like like jen would probably be mortified that i was even telling this story because she you know puts up such a strong front but she is a big nerd at heart and loves harry potter just like she loves survivor wow and i love jen so me too yeah and jen can give zero fucks about the things that deserve zero fucks but harry potter and survivor they're, yep. they're not in that class yeah that's good stuff yeah I love that, you know, lots of people, if they have their drinking stories, it's crazy, debaucherous. Oh, you'll never believe this shit happened. Yours is, we geeked out about Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one was wearing a lampshade in yours. No one's, you know, taking their clothes off and diving into a pool. It's nope. talking some really obscure Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. Well, meanwhile, like Rodney was in the kitchen mix, making like mixed drinks with Pedialyte. Yes, I saw that on your Twitter because I was, of course, doing all yeah. my recaps for week by week. And, yep. of course, Rodney is the person that has discovered, like, Pedialyte is good for hangovers. Did, yeah. did he ever tell you how he came to that conclusion? Like, was it a test? You know, he tested different things and this is what he came up with? No, I think he just thought that it's like, you know, like people usually go for Gatorade or whatever. But he's like, nah, you got to go to the source. You got to go for, like, the kid shit without all the extra chemicals and shit in it. Like... You just want pure electrolytes. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, by the way, that stuff's sold in, like, the baby aisle. So Rodney's yeah, going to the baby yeah. aisle for some Pedialyte to get hammered. Well, and then Corinne was there, too. And Corinne said that there are Pedialyte popsicles. Oh, <laughs> yes, there are. Which I had no idea. But now I know. And I actually – I do have Pedialyte popsicles in my freezer for the purpose of taking to Burning Man. So, so you're a Burning Man type? Come on, you you don't have a crazy Burning Man story? I can't believe that that didn't enter into the embarrassing story question. Oh yeah, no, I've been to Burning Man three times. Uh, no. Okay, well, it, it, not embarrassing then. Tell me the craziest thing you've seen at Burning Man. 
I mean, besides everything. Have you seen Vince before? <laughs> I feel like you should have. I've Did he try to sell you a coconut? Burning Man, but everybody at Burning Man looks like Vince. I know. So. He probably blended in. He's like, yeah. where's Waldo? <laughs> he would never be able to spot there. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Mad Max movie is coming out. And it's interesting because at Burning Man every year, there's like a staple camp that has a whole Mad Max dome where like they have like the crazy music and then people fighting and they like attach you to a harness and they give you these like Car- like duct taped cardboard weapons and you like or I don't know whatever kind of like fake weapons and like you beat the shit out of each other while bungee leaping at each other um, <laughs> it actually fun. sounds like fun even if you're not yeah. on all sorts of drugs that I assume everybody at Burning Man is Burning Man is exactly like Survivor except with all the love and kindness that Survivor lacks um, and also with Vince and with Vince that <laughs> is the overla- and you apparently Oh, yeah. You and Vince are the overlap. Yeah. I love Burning Man. Everybody's so kind. <laughs> so let's talk more parties. Uh, somehow, all of my questions ended up being about partying. You just must give off a party girl vibe to me. <laughs> 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 the party girl who goes and talks Harry Potter trivia. Right. Um, actually, this my question sort of fits into this. So, well, it's not really you. But I saw that your cousin was at the live Rob has a podcast know-it-alls in uh, New York. Mm-hmm. Your cousin who looks a whole lot like you. I mean, the genes in your family are pretty strong. She yeah, has... but she she wears glasses and has straight hair. Yeah. Which so obviously that's not you cuz that's not the sort of thing that you could do. Right. But I'm sure you and your cousin are very close and you probably share the details of your life constantly. So I'm sure you know, she gave you the full rundown and you can answer my question then. So <laughs> what was that like for your cousin? And if, if it's gotten so close between you two that you can just refer to it as you, because you feel like you were there, that's fine. <laughs> um, so it's pretty incredible because obviously I didn't want to be recognized. Uh, so I, I went incognito on purpose. I didn't want I didn't want Rob and Steven to censor themselves at all because I was there or feel uncomfortable talking about me because I was there. And I also didn't want it to become about me just because I'm on the current season. I didn't want everyone to kind of pay more attention to me or anything. So I wanted to sit through the entire show and through the know-it-alls segment without people recognizing me. So I sat – I went with a friend of mine. We sat like way off to the side, out of view with our – uh, having to look at TVs in such a way that our backs were faced towards most of the audience, and plus my hair was straight and I had the glasses on, so nobody recognized me. <laughs> oh, and then and then it was it was funny because like it wasn't the best episode in the world, but it was the monkey sex episode, mm-hmm. and that episode it was like for me that was the perfect episode to be with the rap community because like they all loved everything about the monkey sex, of course, because <laughs> they're people that have a sense of humor. Because they are my people. They're That's my right. Peeps. And so, like, it was really lovely to be able to sit in, like, a giant room of people who were all, like, cheering for me and laughing at, like, my joy, right? Or, like, with me during my joyous moments. And it reaffirms um, to you that not everyone is a total wet blanket. Completely. And then towards the end of the know-it-alls portion, I went up and asked a question and it was funny because at that point they were no longer taking any questions and Rob was trying to like shoo me away and I was like no 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 and I was like no mm-mm, excuse me excuse me I have a question and then like 
And at that point, because he had to look at my face, and I get this a lot too. Like when I do straighten my hair, people don't completely recognize me right away. And so with Rob, it took him a second, and then he like did a double take, and he's like, "Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah." Um, and then from that point onward, like, and then it slowly spread around that I was there, and then like everybody kind of erupted, and everybody was so lovely to me, and I took photos with a bunch of people, but for the most part. I just got to know a bunch of former survivors who were there. Like I met Eliza and Sophie and Andrea, um, Steven and Rob and everyone knows I'm obsessed with Rob. So that was huge for me. Yeah. Um, it was just so much fun. I loved it. I can't imagine what it would be like talking to one of your favorite survivors. It must be magical. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, did you get in just like any normal, you know, mortal human being would and just buy a ticket? Yeah, I just, I bought a ticket as soon as they went on sale. My biggest worry in life right now, my biggest, is that I make it onto Survivor Second Chance, mm-hmm. know it all's tickets go on sale while I'm away, oh, no. and sell out. Oh my god! And I will not have had the opportunity to buy myself a ticket. I got your back. I, if only I had some sort of web-based calendar that could remind me <laughs> to purchase things. Yeah, two tickets, please. I need two tickets. Two tickets. Got yeah. it. And at this point, I'm sure Rob would just hook me up anyway. But the other thing is, like, I was so worried that, like, if CBS found out that they wouldn't let me go or if Rob found out that he'd ask me not to go or that, like, if my – I don't know. It was one of those things where, like, even if, like, my cast found out either, like, they'd all want to buy tickets even though they're not, like, rap fans the way that I was. Like, I was, like, I really wanted to, like, keep it close so that, like, nobody would blow up my game. Uh-huh. And I could just, like, do it really stealthily, really chill. And it's and always just, better like, to beg forgiveness yeah. than ask permission. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So so I imagine, <laughs> again, you know, it was probably a very exciting time for you. Yeah. There had to be some good stories. I may or may not have seen a video that someone posted <laughs> of someone that looked a lot like you. I'm sure it wasn't you. It was my cousin. It was yeah, my cousin. It was, right, your cousin, obviously. Yeah. Um, who looked extremely intoxicated yeah. and was mm-hmm. dispensing some sage advice to young women everywhere. Yeah. Were there a lot of moments like that? No, she specifically recorded. I had forgotten about it entirely until she actually asked my permission before she posted it. I can't I imagine like, why you might have forgotten it. You seem <laughs> so sober. Well, that, well, the other thing is that like a lot of people were trying to buy me drinks. And then I did two rounds of shots mm-hmm. with like a guy round bought like a huge round of shots for me, Spencer, Andrea, and a couple other people. And then, like, it was just one of those things where, you know, went in Rome. And so, like, I was pounding shots. Shots are not good for Shireen's cousin. Mm-hmm. No. So Shireen's cousin got pulled away, and she the, – the the woman asked her to give advice to her young niece or something like that. And because it was, like, a woman asking a woman to give advice to a woman, you know. Girl power came out. Girl power came out. It was a good video. I, you know, that the 40 or 50 times I watched it, I was very entertained. <laughs> yeah. Girl power indeed. Uh, thank you, woman who tops my list of favorite female survivors, for taking the time <laughs> to discuss these ridiculous things with me. Uh, well, you know, and also with Andy, but more importantly with me, because <laughs> screw Andy. <laughs> Believe me, the pleasure was all mine. No, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. but thank you and again everybody if you are listening to this i hope you enjoyed it i demand as payment for enjoying it so much you should be on cbs's website right now voting for shireen for survivor second chance 
get this woman back on Survivor, and I will use that to cajole her into coming back on our podcast. Woo! Hit the theme music. That's what it's like when a woman wants a baby. That's what it's like when a woman wants a baby.